Hey, 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 welcome to today's show on The Real Tea Talks with Taiyi, hosted by investor queen Taiyi. On this show, Taiyi aims to empower women, wives, and working parents with financial literacy fueled by real estate investing. Are you ready to learn how to create generational wealth and leave a legacy for your family? Go to www.wholesalingai.com. Now, for today's episode, here's your host and investor queen, Taiyi. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to you all, my Tea Talks listeners. I am so glad to be back on the airways with you all as usual. Now, I know, I know there is always so much going on, but it never, never, never should be an excuse to either stop learning, stop earning, or stop teaching. Let's face it, we all know something. Some of us just happen to commit to education and higher education or specialized education and whatever uh, asset class or whatever industry that may be for you. But at the end of the day, we all know a lot, a lot more than we probably give ourselves credit for. So on today, I want to increase your kind of intellectual assets, meaning your, your knowledge base in regards to taxes and the tax benefits of investing in real estate. So often we get kind of sidetracked by secondary importances, like Les Brown says, or in his own way, or we also get derailed because life happens, right? Life happens beyond our consent sometimes, beyond our expectation, and even sometimes beyond our control. So what we can control is what we know. And like, I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of emphasis was put on education uh, and quality education from the right teachers early on. So I, I tend to uh, lean in towards education, towards mentorship and coaching because I know the value of it and I know how it's propelled my future, my career, and also my current present uh, You know, from those things combined. So I'm gonna give you some intellectual capital, some, some gems in regards to the top reasons to be investing in real estate beyond just the surface, right? Beyond the passive income that we all seek, beyond the financial freedom that we all crave, beyond the generational wealth that we're trying to leave, beyond the wealth building that we're trying to employ while we're still alive and benefit from it, right? All of those things are fantastic motivators, but some of them, let's be honest, can get a little blurred, sidetracked, or heck, they can even get downright confusing. So on today's show, we're going to simplify, keep it short tight in regards to let's focus beyond the surface, take it a step further. Let's graduate our intelligence from maybe elementary to now going to middle school even, right? If you feel like that's just way too low or you're you know, too advanced at this point in your uh, career, don't turn off this podcast unless you want to. However, let's think of it in terms from graduating from high school to college or even college to a master's program. This is all about self-mastery first and then mastering your own economy after you've created it. So 
one of the four core benefits to investing in real estate, again, beyond just the surface of that passive income, that cash flow, that financial stability that we're looking for, that work-free wealth that we're trying to generate without having to work, right, is the ability to deduct your expenses. Being an employee does not give you this ability. There's very little that an employee can do from a tax shelter standpoint. They are taxed amongst the highest of the different quadrants. If you're familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Robert Kiyosaki's kind of uh, way of teaching those four quadrants of being an employee, being a, a small business owner, being a big business owner, or being a professional investor where there's taxes that exempt 0% taxes that are paid from professional investors, the wealthy, right? So just in short, employees pay, he says 40% in taxes, small business owners, meaning that it's a business with less than 500 employees, they pay 60% in taxes since they double their uh, requirement for social security taxes now paying as the employee and the employer. And then we have on the right side of this whole quadrant is going to be your big businesses, meaning employees of, or I'm sorry, big businesses rather, uh, meaning 500 employees or more, they pay 20% in taxes. And then you have your professional investor who pays virtually low to even no taxes, tax exempt legally. That's where we're all striving to be, right? That's where we want to be. Well, one of the ways to get there is being able to deduct your expenses legally, right? So you cannot do that as an employee. You can do that when you start to incorporate and become a small business. You absolutely do it as a big business and 100% no doubt you do it as a professional investor. So one of the top benefits of investing in real estate is the ability to recoup those things you've invested in. Uh, throughout the year by being able to deduct, to deduct, excuse me, all of those expenses legally. Okay, so you crawl and creep uh, inch by inch closer towards that tax exempt status as a professional investor. The second core benefit of investing in real estate, the tax benefit specifically, right, is going to be this concept called depreciation. Now that can sound like a big word, and you're like, what is it? Well, hold on. It simply means deductions, right? That's how I remember it, at least. If you think of depreciation, it just means another classification of deductions, okay? What you depreciate is usually real estate. Again, over 27 and a half years, the IRS code allows you to depreciate single family residential as well as multifamily properties. So what does that mean to you? That means that when you buy a piece of property, when you acquire real estate and own it, Okay, you're really buying four different things, right? You're buying four different things. Those four things include the things that you actually get to depreciate over those 27 and a half years, or you can take those deductions in the first year and start using your tax savings at, to generate cash flow because of the amount of money that it can create. Now you're thinking, well, what are the four things? What are the four things I'm buying when I'm actually buying a property? I thought it was just the building. Well, it's not. You're buying number one, the land. You're buying number two, the actual structure, meaning the building. The third thing you're buying is the is the land improvements. Uh, and then 
And then the fourth thing that you're actually buying are the contents. Now, a lot of us know what land is, meaning the area beneath the building. I hope we're all pretty common ground with that. The building being, again, the physical structure, so you should be understanding that. Now, the third thing is land improvements, right? Those are the concrete structures, the fixture, uh, the, the things that are improved on the property. In California, at least, the HVAC system is actually included in the building, right? So what are we talking about? We're talking about these four different things that you can deduct take as deductions or depreciate over a certain amount of time, this meaning 27 and a half years, according to the IRS as of today, right? That you get to deduct in addition to your expenses. So if you deduct expenses and get those back, now you're deducting and breaking out four different quadrants essentially of a property that you purchase residential in nature, right? The land, the building, the land improvements, and then the content. The content means the things inside of the property that actually are coming with it as well, right? That alone is significant in regards to the ability to depreciate or deduct these things over 27 and a half years. Now, I'm not gonna go into the details, which I could, but it's gonna make for a longer episode and show, and I wanna keep it, like I said, short, tight, and simple, and specialized around the tax benefits for specifically that I really enjoy and that you should know about, learn more about, and engage in, because you absolutely have to in order if you're trying to really achieve the mastery, the self-mastery of this knowledge, uh, get invested or scale your investment in real estate, you definitely want to know number one about the deduction of expenses. Number two, and how to maximize those to make sure you're getting all of them. Number two is that you want to make sure that you are depreciating, that your CPA is knowledgeable, not just as a CPA. Anyone can make basic deductions, but you want somebody knowledgeable and specialized, again, specialized, right? Inside the niche makes you rich, as I heard before my CPA say. And if they are specialized in real estate and in business, then they will allow you to then capitalize or maximize the number of uh, deductions or depreciation benefits that you also get with real estate investing, especially over the long term, right? So it pays to play, basically. Now, the third benefit that you get, and I love in regards to tax benefits of investing in real estate, is going to be the IRS code section called 1031. It's a 1031 exchange, meaning a like type exchange, where it allows you to not pay your capital gains. And just to simplify again, it just means that instead of paying, you get to delay. Instead of pay, you get to delay. Okay. That's how I remember it. I'd like to keep things simple. And and if they rhyme, Hey, it just makes it a lot more entertaining, I guess. But in all seriousness, that 1031 exchange is one of the most profound benefits that you will get in real estate so that you're paying less in taxes, increasing your wealth, increasing your cash flow and income by delaying your legal, uh, legally delaying your, your tax taxable gains through what's called the 1031 exchange. Okay. Now there's a lot more to be said about 1031 exchanges. Again, not the intent of this episode. It can be an uh, uh, its own show in and of itself, but 
do your research, commit to the knowledge, the higher education of learning these things because it's going to save you immensely, which means it's going to scale your wealth proportional to the knowledge that you have about these things. So I'm just giving you the gem. Your job is to take it and just flush it out for what it's worth to you. I know for me, my team and my husband and family, it's absolutely worth hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point, if not even millions, literally. Okay. So again, number one benefit for us is deducting expenses. All expenses are deductible. Start thinking, how can I deduct it? Not if I can deduct it. Number two is going to be depreciation, which are just additional deductions from properties that you own over the long term that you can further deduct to create tax shelter or tax savings so that you can increase your cash flow and increase your wealth. The third benefit being the 1031 exchange and the fourth benefit being debt. Yes, I said it, debt. If you were raised anything similar to what I, how I was raised, it was that debt is bad. A lot of people were raised by that unless their family taught them otherwise. Well, even though my family was very entrepreneurial, they pushed and motivated us to be entrepreneurs, but in the you know, the the kind of subliminal was like, keep a job or keep a steady income or play it safe, right? Nothing about investing, nothing about stock market even. Wasn't even that traditional. It was like centered around income, a high number of income to create the stability around savings, to create the security, not around investing, right? So that worked to my detriment for the length of time that I allowed it to until I got smart, until I got invested and actually started doing it, no matter how risky or scared or maybe fearful, I should say, I was to, to do it. I was excited. I was young. I was ready to learn something new, to do something better than the generations that had come before me and no offense to them they just if you don't know better you usually don't do better unfortunately I see that when people do know better they still don't know better so you don't want to be that person you don't want to teach that to your children you don't want to project that into your own financial future so you want to understand that all debt is not bad debt some debt is actually good and the good debt is what we're talking about because let's just say I buy a property And I do what a lot of people coin and call as the Burr method, where I buy, rent, rehab, refi, repeat. Well, right when you get to that step of that R, meaning refi, is where debt and leveraging debt becomes an asset to you, not a liability. It becomes a liability to the bank, but an asset to you. You are basically leveraging the bank and government stimulus money to be able to create cash flow for yourself in the form of a mortgage. When you get a mortgage, let's just use easy numbers on a $100,000 property, and you're able to get 80% of that at $80,000, and you put in or come up with a raise the other 20%, right? Well, that 80% is literally of debt, right, is tax free because debt is not taxed. Now you're thinking, okay, well, let's talk about the cash flow. Am I taxed on the cash flow that I'm getting, no matter if I'm getting $25 a month, $100 a month, $200, $500, or $1,000 plus a month in cash flow, in positive cash flow, am I taxed on that amount? 
The answer is no. Now you can consult your own CPA, preferably one that specializes, I would say, in real estate and investing in real estate specifically, so that they can explain these contexts to you from a financial standpoint a lot better. I am not a tax advisor. I'm not a CPA. I'm not even an attorney. So your interpretation of this information is your own. I am giving you the gems that have worked for me, my family, my team, and that continue to do so, that we continue to leverage because these tax benefits of investing in real estate keep us invested. They do not keep us in paper assets. They keep us in our specific to real estate investing, specifically to being a professional investor. So we receive work-free wealth and tax exempt status as a professional investor paying 0% legally and ethically in our taxes, right? In our tax liability. That's where you want to be. That's how you want to scale. That's where you want to go. You don't have to be the big business. You don't even have to be the professional investor, but you do have to behave like one if you want to participate in 0% tax-free wealth. So I encourage you all to learn more about these concepts. Again, just to summarize and recap, is number one in regards to deducting expenses, deducting all expenses if you choose to legally. Number two is going to be in regards to your depreciation, meaning deductions, additional deductions for owning property over the long term. Number three top benefit that we absolutely love here is going to be in regards to, what's that? 1031 exchange, that's right. And number four is going to be debt. We love debt. Good debt, not consumer debt, right? We're not going out and buying uh, Louis Vuittons and Chanel's and all those good stuff unless our cash flow and financial fortress allows for that type of expenses. Then it's fine. We're all good, right? It's only when you start to consume those things that you really cannot afford out of cash flow and assets producing income that you do not have. Don't be that person. Until Until next time, you guys continue to learn, continue to earn, Don't just survive, continue to learn how you can thrive, reap tax-free wealth through real estate investing so that you pay less, if not zero, in taxes. If you got anything at all out of this show, like, share, subscribe to this channel. Return next week for more gems, more investment tips in regards to real estate investing through cash flow properties through rental real estate.